Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hey, baby, Grom, are you him? What kind of question is that? Look at my Instagram. Okay, let's, let's, let's enjoy the mess. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? Let's get messy tonight, huh? All right, this is the Wesson Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. And for this and more, if you missed the show and want to check it out, or if you just love what we're saying so much and you want to listen to it again, check out the Wesson Walker Podcast on the WFNZ app or anywhere else that you get your podcast. It is now time to trend, and the biggest trending topic out there is Wemby and Britney. Britney Spears has come out now. They've now updated the story. She's talked about her encounter, giving her side of this. For those who don't know, she approached Victor Wembyama when she saw him at a hotel in Las Vegas, which is called the Aria, and she said that she went to approach him, to which his security guard uh, reacted wildly and backhanded her in the face, prompting uh, much anger and a lot of controversy going on right now. She said that she recognized an athlete in the hotel lobby and was heading to dinner. Said she went to a restaurant at a different hotel and saw him again. She says that she only tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention, to which Wimby said that he was grabbed. And then she said that uh, she's aware... Uh, of the players and she said she grabbed him from behind as I said but she simply tapped him she said as for the slap she said that his security then backhanded me in the face without looking back in front of the crowd nearly knocking me down and knocking her glasses off of her face she said she does not appreciate nor think that this is a laughing matter and she said watching the player smile and laugh was cruel and demoralizing when the situation that took place because she is 5'3 he's 7'4 they said that her team has not yet heard from Victor's team, and she's very upset about it. Victor Wimbiyama said that he didn't see what happened. He was walking straight and was told not to stop, but that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder. She grabbed me from behind, she said, and so I just know the security pushed her away, and a law enforcement source also told TMZ that the security guy hit Brittany's hand, and her hand hit her in the face, but it was disputed. And uh, he says it's a security guy struck her. So this was from an onlooker uh, named Brian that was also near the situation. So uh, what do you make of this situation uh, with Wemby and just this little bit of controversy that he now faces as his career hasn't even begun yet? Well, TMZ put out just over 20 minutes ago that no charges are going to be filed. According to the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, an investigation into the allegations concluded Friday morning and, quote, no charges will be filed. So nothing more is going to come from this, but just a really weird story. Yeah. Don't know if I ever thought in my life the worlds of... 90s pop to 2000s pop would coerce or excuse me would collide with Victor Wembanyama. I did not know that those two things would meet in the middle of the Venn diagram. Yet here we are. So it's very weird to see all of this happen. Yeah, and you don't want to make too light of the situation right. because if she got slapped, it would be really bad. You don't want to see that happen. Somebody's asking, how can you even reach Wimby's shoulders? Apparently, there was some conversation about him possibly leaning over or sitting down, and that's why she said that. But no charges going to be filed. 
And honestly, you just keep on moving on, man. Wimby's going to have a debut tonight, so we should forget all about it. It's going to be one of those crazy stories you referenced five years from now. No doubt. Hey, remember when Britney Spears and Wimby got a little weird thing going on there before he even suited up? So that's what I'm going to be interested in. Very bizarre indeed. Now, moving on to NIL talk, Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers. Now, we, you can have dinner dates. You can pay. You can decide to go Dutch. You can do a lot of things. But Quinn Ewers is hosting a meet and greet for fans on July 22nd. The Texas quarterback who was projected to be a top 10 pick in this upcoming NFL draft. And so for a ticket to an evening with Quinn Ewers, what will it cost, Wes, you ask? For VIP tickets, it's $2,312. For adults, it's $283. And for kids, it will cost $38. Now, the money is not going straight to Quinn's pockets. Proceeds will benefit the nonprofit merging vets and players. My question is for one, paying this amount of money to have dinner with a college player, what is he going to do? Is he going to stand up on the mic and entertain everybody for the whole time that they're there? Is he going to serve the food? I mean, what am I getting for my money for $2,312? Is he just going to get up at the end of the night and say, thank you, everybody, for coming out? So, like, what am I getting? So, VIP being $2,300, I have no clue what's coming with that. But <laughs> the, the price that sticks out to me... $283? Yeah. Just to attend this thing? These are weird prices, too. Why not nice round numbers? They've got to be, they've got to do something with Texas <laughs> or Quinn Ewers, whatever. But I like the the business mentality. If you're going to be able to get this kind of money, we know that Texas, there are some football fans that are willing to dish this type of money out in order to go hang out with the quarterback of said team. <laughs> so if you're going to be able to get $2,300 from VIPs that want to feel important and hang out with the college QB, then cool, go ahead and let them pay $2,300. $280 just for general admission for adults, and then <laughs> 38 for kids. 38 for your kids. Yeah, the, the prices are kind of crazy, um, but I guess we just really haven't seen this before. I He's mean, this guy threw for 2,177 yards, 15 touchdowns, and six interceptions. I don't know if he's at the status yet for me to be kicking out that type of uh, Skrilla, but is there any college athlete in history that you would have paid these kinds of prices to have dinner with? And, and Fiddy, you can jump in on this as well. I'll start it off. I'll say maybe uh, Peter Warwick, man. So I might have paid for dinner with Peter Warwick. We're going best or favorite childhood <laughs> college athletes, right? Like I. But, the, but but there's a difference between them being your favorite and deciding to plop down twenty three hundred dollars or two hundred thirty eight dollars to have dinner with them. As a kid, I would have been mad at my parents for not spending $2,300, even if it is totally ridiculous, because I would have had any concept of what $2,300 looks like. <laughs> and so, no, it's this amount of money. I'm not going to pay for a dinner with Ed Coda for you, Walker Mail. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, Ed Coda would have been the guy. It would have been any North Carolina he Tar Heel. It would have been any of the people on that 2000 team, but probably Ed Coda. But who you got? Y'all don't know. Marcus Page. I'm sure yeah. some type of tar here. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, for me, it would have been Marcus Page because when I went to go see my little brother who went to Carolina basketball camp this year, like, I, and I got to meet and talk to Roy Williams again. The, the that wasn't the most important guy. Like, I still, I've never met him, and that's that's my childhood hero. Is Marcus Page? It feels he doesn't feel like he played that long ago for him to be your childhood hero. But yeah, just goes yeah. to show you. He started. I mean, I was yeah. a freshman in high school, his freshman year of college, I know, and. It's weird. After the 16 final, I wept on my way home. Wow. 980 said they'd pay to hang out with us. 
You know what? That's you, what's up. You don't even got to pay. Although maybe I'm taking oh, a business opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're about to find out exactly who everyone is in the studio. Nah, it's okay. You ain't got to pay. Fitty's like, no, pay up. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be $2,312 All to you. Right. And I, I mean, I, I could have bought shoes. I mean, we should have done this idea beforehand. Yeah, you could have got shoes. it. No, 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 no second thought. All right. Well, I don't know if I would pay $23 to watch Marcus Page play basketball outside my house. But moving on, uh, <laughs> wow. Kobe Bryant will cover NBA 2K for the fourth time. 2K first released in 1999 by Visual Concepts took to social media on Thursday to write that they are sharing the Mamba mentality with the next generation, introducing their NBA 2K4 cover athlete Kobe Bryant. It will come in two different covers, a Kobe Bryant edition and a Black Mamba edition, which I can't wait to see maybe what will come uh, into that one. And also, too, as we close out this segment, then you guys can uh, weigh in on either of these topics. The MLB Home Run Derby will now have a new prize. Fitty, I'm sure you'll love this baseball news here. They will now give their events winner a big, big chain that will weigh three pounds that features over 1,000 stones. It also has a centerpiece made of recycled glass and 75 carats of white and yellow Savosky crystal embellishments and even the center spins. And so there will be eight guys that will go edit Monday night in Seattle for said chain, Luis Robert, Pete Alonzo, Mookie Betts, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Adalis Garcia, Randy, ooh, Ari- a Rosarena. A Rosarena, yeah. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez and Adley Rutschman. So let me say, I think that this is dope The MLB is doing this. I don't know how much it will take off, but I know it is trending. I think this is pretty cool that they're adding a little bit of uh, swag to the home run derby. And then for Kobe being on 2K, uh, I've never been much of a 2K guy. The game is hard as hell. I feel like you have to be a coach to be able to play on that thing. All right. Uh, but it's dope for Kobe to be on there. But what say you guys? Uh, well, okay, so... Going with the home run derby thing first. Okay. I can't tell you how much I love this. I love that they're giving away a chain. Baseball players wearing chains, trotting around the bases is one of my favorite slow-mo, frequent sequences that you can watch in all of sports. And what I can remember is Jorge Soler with that big old chain plopping up and down when he hits a crucial home run for the Atlanta Braves as they go on to win the World Series. And then he just watches it as he hits that monster home run. I also have a story about Jorge Soler's chain. One of my buddies that played in the Chicago Cubs minor league system, he was playing for the Pelicans. Jorge is on a rehab assignment. They all want to go home, but Jorge comes in and just mashes because he's a fantastic player and a huge prospect at the time for the Cubs. So they keep winning because he just keeps hitting dingers all the time. So they had a fun time with Jorge Soler, but he wouldn't let him go home. My buddy did get to wear what is an iconic baseball chain. Players love it, man. They love the chain. So I'm glad that the Home Run Derby is giving this thing out. And how cool would it be if you could wear it? If you were boss enough to wear this thing actually playing in the second half of this regular season? Whoever wins this thing, if a Rosarena wins it, if Rutschman wins it, whatever, wear this while you're up at the plate. That's what I want to see whenever this thing is given out. All right, Fiddy, what you got uh, on the Home Run Derby team? You a fan of this? You said it weighed like three pounds? Yes. So it would be like a feather if it was uh, on Pete Alonzo who's going to win the contest for a t- uh, record-tying third time on Love Monday. First off, this field is is fantastic. And Rodriguez and Alonzo will, was a rematch of last year in the final. The, the, they're, they're, they're a first-round matchup. The Home Run Derby is the best all-star event in sports. 
It, it's better than anything the NBA does. It's better than whatever the hell the NFL does. And nobody cares yeah. about hockey. The Home Run <laughs> Derby is a must-watch event. And this field, they're going to put on a show on Monday night in Seattle. Wes, you shake your head. Are you going dunk contest still? I mean, just leave it to Fitty to just, you know, he was doing great, and then he just insults everything else as I, he bigs up the home run there. What's don't, better? I, don't know I love wrong. it, but, I mean, I, I got to think about it a little bit, but it's not my favorite all-star event. I don't know if he's wrong, though. It's Thank it's you. great event though. I, I do watch it a lot, so that's why I said I just had to think about it. But you know, he just had to come in. Well, this it. leads into the dunk contest debate <laughs> that we have at NBA All Star Break every year. Is the dunk contest dead? You better believe you're going to hear it as soon as the All Star Break and rolls around. And three point around. contest is pretty fun. Three point contest is real fun. It's a nice appetizer. I really yeah. like it, but it's not a main event, and there's a reason they don't make it the main event. It's not as impressive as watching guys launch 440 foot bombs. But the dunk contest. It comes around every so often. People are always trying to fix it. There's got to be rules. We got to classify what is the best dunk. It's all, oh, well, well, everything's been done already. They'll give you a good dunk contest every now and then. They will. Mac McClung, he was great. Yes. Now, yeah, it's Mac McClung, but he was still very good at the dunk contest. This is the sexiest play in baseball. This is the stars that are actually competing in the competition. There's something that you're striving for, hitting as many as you possibly can, to where we know what wins that. Whoever hits the most, you're going to win. With a dunk contest, it's how do we judge off the backboard compared to a between-the-legs alley, whatever, right? Like, I think the rules are a little bit easier to follow. I don't think you're wrong, Fitty. I Thank think you. that was a good dismount of a take. I do. <laughs> All right, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about LaMelo Ball getting that big, big bag. But did he issue a thinly veiled threat at the end of the video the Hornets released on their social media platform? That and more. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And just like that, we are back. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit up the text line, 704-570-9610. Follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, WFNZ, as well as Walker Mail on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. That's right. I haven't posted anything, so I apologize to like my 15 followers there. <laughs> I haven't given you anything to follow, but stick with me. We'll put some out soon, I think. HTB underscore Josh on Twitter, Instagram. And is that also your threads uh, handle as well, Fitty? Yeah, it's HTB underscore Josh. Question about threads. Okay. Um, Because yesterday. Oh, look, can I drop mine first before you. Oh, are uh, you on there? No, I was going to say West Bryant underscore 72 oh. on Twitter and Instagram. All right, go. All right, so. You know, because it's like Insta, it's like Insta Twitter basically is what it is. 
you can do on Twitter what you call a retweet, but on, on threads they call it repost. Mm -hmm. Why do they not just call it rethread? I don't know. Or, or retread. Like, wouldn't that be better marketing as opposed to just repost? Missed opportunity. And that's why this app's going to crash over the weekend. Come on, Zuck. Rethread was right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zuck. Don't, don't suck, you know? <laughs> you reach for it. One of the things that is great about my angle to Fitty here, watching him from, you know, straight up, right? So the way that we're all positioned here in, in, the, in the studios... What did I say? Straight up? It was what? just the way you, your angle, you look at me from straight up. I mean, it's just, I, I've, I've, it's Friday, no rules Friday. That's I'm being more divide or more file than normal. I don't even know what I just said. Yeah. Wes, come on. I was trying to say, anyways, <laughs> this is, this is shot. Okay. This point was shot. What I was going to say is it's funny to see Fitty reach for a sounder. Because he's got the joke in his head and he's setting himself up. And it's just funny for him, for me to see him smile, reach for the sounder, know he's about to deliver a great joke, and then give you the drums. All right. That was so bad. I apologize to everybody. Wes, please save us. It's all good, man. We're going to go back and talk about the Hornets. LaMelo Ball just got a big, big, big bag as he signed his rookie contract extension. The Hornets put out a video on their social media handles, which was pretty cool to see LaMelo come in there to sign his deal, and he had some funny moments with Mitch Kupchak, but we're going to play the audio, folks, and it's not the easiest to hear, but at the end of this, we're going to come back and let you know what was said, and I feel like that maybe there was a thinly veiled threat at the end of this from one LaMelo ball. Let's hear it. Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for those who could not make out what was said, Melo comes in, yeah, exchanges for me too. Yeah, he exchanges pleasantries with Mitch Kupchak, which I thought was pretty funny when he said, "Mitch, you be playing too much." Uh, then he goes to a list of accolades. He talks about MVP, All NBA, and he says that he's shooting for that. But at the end, he says, "But I'm also, you know." And I'm paraphrasing here, shooting to win. Winning is the most important thing. And it mentions, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win. We're gonna get some wins. And he said, yeah, let's get right. And so uh, that prompted me just to have a little bit of thought in my head with Melo coming in, getting that bag, but then him telling me to the end, like, yep, the most important thing is winning. Like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like we talked about voluntary, mandatory status, where he's saying to Mitch, like, yeah, we need to win, okay? And then he says, uh, let's get right. So I thought that that was a pretty interesting uh, part at the end of that, especially the way Mitch had to kind of reiterate the fact that, yeah, we're trying to win. So uh, what, what did you think about that whole exchange, Walker, and the part at the end where winning uh, became the topic of discussion? Well, I think if they're going to put it out for social media and the entire fan base to look at, then they're going to talk about how, yeah, we're going to get right for this season. MVP? So some of the other things there, because a lot of people are saying they couldn't understand the soundbite, which is understandable. What they were talking about, Mitch Kupchak kicked it to the LaMelo. MVP? LaMelo said, yeah, all love it. All-star? Yeah, for sure. You know, most important thing is winning, though. <laughs> like, LaMelo is going to go for all of it. He already has an all-star appearance under his belt at the age of 22, which is really impressive. 
And we, this is a guy, when he was drafted and then kept winning Rookie of the Month after Rookie of the Month award, this was the guy that we thought might be the best shot to win MVP in this city going forward, especially on an NBA front. Because even if we love Kimba Walker, it was still a pretty dicey scenario of whether he would get into a top 15 spot making all NBA the way he did. LaMelo seems to be the Charlotte Hornets best shot to be the best player in the NBA that the Hornets have ever had. I mean, that that's the best shot. I'm not saying it's likely, but he's got that kind of star power where if he puts it all together, that he just might have that opportunity. Yeah. And so when you sign a rookie max extension that is worth $200 million now, that could be worth up to $260 million if he makes an All-NBA team. And they didn't negotiate at all. It's like, yo, let's just get this thing done immediately. July 1st, as soon as he's eligible to sign it, that's what happened. You know what kind of star you have on this roster. So, yes, Mitch Kupchak, I don't know how much longer he's going to be here. Maybe Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall, they move on immediately. But as long as Mitch Kupchak or whoever the GM is going to be here, as long as LaMelo's here then you know the task at hand. It's to put a winning team around that guy. They felt the best way to do that was draft Brandon Miller number two. They feel the best way to do that right now through free agency is see what happens with Miles after one year on the qualifying offer. They haven't brought back P.J. Washington yet. Gordon Hayward's going to be gone after this season, you would expect. So there's still a lot of things up in the air right now to put a winning product around that guy. But at least you have contractual control over him the next five years. Hopefully he doesn't ask out. But that's the task at hand for every team that has a star. Yeah, and so I think, too, man, I feel like you should feel good about it. Because remember, in 2021, he told the Athletics' Joe Varden that, you know, he has the type of mentality that not to switch teams and saying that you go to one team and you stay there and then that you're supposed to go to a team and build from there. So hopefully he is still keeping that mentality and definitely signing that contract in good faith. I mean, it is a lot of money. And then just real quick, man, let me give LeVar Ball his flowers, man. We talked about this in the fishbowl, but listen, man. African-American dad raising his sons. None of them getting in trouble. You don't see him on the blotter getting in a lot of trouble. Son just signed for a major bag, which could be the beginning of him getting just, I mean, LaMelo stands a chance if his career goes as it could possibly with his Puma money and all that stuff, man, this is going to be, I mean, you're talking true generational wealth. Lonzo already got that as well, but even though you know he's having his injury struggles, but he's still good from a financial standpoint. I just wanted to say that, man. It's hard being a dad. It's hard keeping your kids out of trouble, especially when you're talking about great athletes like that. And even Jello, you know, I might not agree maybe with his uh, choices of uh, baby mamas, but uh, you know, I didn't the man know there was a thing there. There's a there's a bad history with Jello. I don't think I knew that. Well, Jello, you know, he he he's dating a woman. Um, we're not going to get into all of that, but yeah, he had a baby shower a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm sure maybe they're not thrilled with, with, with maybe that. But other than that, Jello is still a great young man, not getting in trouble. And now you talk about both of his sons. Mm. And I'm sure that Jello is, is pretty straight to finance. He does the modeling thing, and he's made a little bit of skrill in the NBA, man. But let's just give LeVar his flowers, man, raising the sons. They're getting generational wealth for the family. And these guys just, they stay out of trouble. You got to love to see it, man. So I just wanted to give LeVar, the, LeVar okay. the big the big bouquet, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Like I got my problems with LeVar Ball. That's fine, but he did a great job of raising a couple of NBA basketball players. All right, yeah, they did bring up the dude. China thing. I, well, I get it, but you know, you know, he was young. And you know, we 
I think we need to give his sons a lot of credit too, because they bailed out the big baller brand that ruined Lonzo's knee. This is yeah. Like I don't I don't want to have you know whatever right. Like this that's fine. Lavar did some great things raising kids. Also we also take away from you know his mom you know or Lamelo and Lonzo's mom being there along those. No, I'm not, I'm not taking no, away, no, but no, I, know I know that he takes the most grief out of. The, well, the, the thing two. yeah, Lavar Ball and you know when he sat down with Colin Cowherd and then telling Christine Leahy to stay I mean, in her yeah, lane. Yeah, that's misogynistic. I, I get that. It's not I, anything I that welcomed. He's done it a couple of times, and then you have the big baller brand feud between Lonzo and Lavar, where Lavar seems to be trying to capitalize off of Lonzo, and Lonzo really wasn't about it, so he breaks away from the big baller brand. Like there are some problems here. No parent is perfect. No parent is perfect. I just I, am. I don't know if I'm going to be emphatic about giving him his flowers. But that's okay. Like, LeVar Ball is still not the worst dude in the world by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, there's going to be some hiccups in the road. And when you look at just where these guys ended up, regardless of some of the hiccups along the way, man, I know, like I said, he brought up the whole China thing, but... Jello, that was that was just stupid. I'm putting that on Jello. I'm okay. not putting that on Levar. That was just dumb. That he is loving yeah. this. All <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to revisit. Can we revisit? Can we revisit the baby mama discussion? Off. We'll the talk air? about. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what we'll do. That's what we'll do. <laughs> that's what we'll do. All right. So, uh, <laughs> it's no rules Friday. I can't get mad. I, we dubbed it no rules Friday. There's no rules. All right. So, Rob Boone dropped an article uh, the other day about Kai Jones, and he was talking about how. This is the most fun that he's had and how much fun he's having playing basketball. But the stats, you know, aren't looking so fun. We talked about in the first game, zero rebounds, uh, a, a bucket, I believe, that he had. Then you talk about uh, in the last game, he played pretty good, but the rebound still only four boards. Uh, and then you talk about, I think he had 12 points in the last game. He has some nice dunks, and he's made a few plays on defense, gotten some blocks. But for Kai Jones, is this what you want to hear from him, being that we've waited so long for him to realize his potential and it doesn't seem like he's doing so with him being in uh, in summer league for the third time and then not seeing him absolutely just be dominant? Do you feel like he should be having fun? Should the fun be mm. over for Kai Jones at this point. No more fun, Kai. That's right. No more fun. I don't want you to have any fun. I want everything to be miserable. And I want you to make <laughs> sure that you make this saying. roster. Make sure if you are not miserable, then you are not doing it right. I have no problem with this comment. Okay. I want you to have fun. If you have fun, then it means hopefully that you're also doing a good job. You know, because I want to have fun on this radio show every day. If we have fun, then hopefully everybody else does too. Sure. Kai Jones, basketball, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard work, but hopefully you can have both of those meet one another, and then you can also have a great time while putting in as much work as possible. Kai Jones, to me, is just someone that isn't figuring it out on the basketball court right now. I don't think that means that he's not paying attention to this seriously. I think Kai does take it very seriously. I think you look at just how much he's in shape. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he looks bigger every single offseason. He looks like a stronger guy. It's just all about having picked up basketball a little bit later. And also, this is it's just an athlete. What do you do with him? right? Because that's why the Charlotte Hornets drafted him and got back up into the first round to go select him. I don't know what he does well right now, but I know they don't make a whole lot of bodies like that. And if you're seven foot and you're 100 percent, 100 percentile athlete in the NBA, I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take the chance that my coaching staff, my organization can figure out the best way for you to be impactful in the NBA. And if it doesn't work, I have no problem because I'm going to go after him anyway. But if it does work, then, yeah, we'll have you know one on a big gamble. So I, it doesn't look great to your point. Kai Jones isn't out here in his third summer league session now playing extremely well. 
you hope that he will figure it out, but it doesn't look great right now. So, yeah, James Booknight and Kai Jones, they are both the most at risk considering every single player of not being here long term and also not having a whole lot more chances compared to some of the other guys on the roster. Yeah, and I mean, I just look at it as the fact of the young man, as I said, with him being at this point getting to be a seasoned NBA player and with the athleticism and all of the teasing that he does with what we've seen from him that he may be starting to put it together as a player. And it looks like in the summer league in a place to where we feel like the numbers should be a little bit more robust. We're not seeing that. And then you're talking about how much fun you're having. And I'm like, no, no, no fun, sir. Okay. Right now you can have fun when you get 12 to 15. John Brown. Yeah, That's right. You can have fun when you get 12 to 15 rebounds, four to five blocks and give me 16 points. Then you can, have fun then you can smile and then you can do all that stuff but for right now no fun in summer league until you dominate mr jones zero fun zero fun sir all right so uh so far who would you say has been more encouraging and i know it's such a small sample size and we're talking about summer league but listen these are the type of things that you like to discuss more encouraging rookie performance thus far Mr. Smith Jr. or Brandon Miller? I think for the Nick way, Smith Jr., by the way. I think for the fact that Brandon Miller can come in and I think he's going to be able to help off ball a lot, that's the guy you feel best about going into the regular season. Mm-hmm. Game one, Nick Smith Jr. looked all out of sorts. Brandon Miller figured it out as that game itself, that game went along, right? First quarter, he looked really bad, didn't look comfortable, which is expected for some of these rookies that come in and play their first organized action in the association. Nick Smith Jr. making that transition to game two, I thought it was night and day. Uh, now, he's still shooting a lot. <laughs> he's shooting a lot of uh, you know, long twos, which I need to go ahead and go to the wayside. I need him to shoot three-pointers and attack the rim a little bit more. Um, I do like some of the pick-and-roll decision-making he's made, and decision-making wasn't necessarily his strong suit. But this is someone that hadn't played great basketball despite the expectations coming out of high school. So I really do like the microwave effect that we saw in Game 2 from Nick Smith Jr. But if you're still asking, okay, the the best ability to help the Charlotte Hornets team in the regular season, Brandon Miller off ball has looked very good despite there not being a great roster construction going into summer league. Yeah, I would say at this point too, I mean, Nick Smith, you do like the fact of the aggression. You do see a little bit of playmaking there. But I think with Brandon, he's had flashes uh, in each game, had a really great second half in the first game, shot the ball well from three, which is what you want to see. Second game, maybe not as aggressive, but we talked about the double teams. Maybe he was out of rhythm, but you saw playmaking there. I think you see a little bit of basketball IQ with the choices he tries to make, even if they don't always turn out uh, in his favor. So I'm still going to go with Brandon Miller because I think we've seen more of what we think we would see from him than not. We have a couple of texts coming in. 803 said, didn't you take up for Miller? I don't know who he's talking about, by the way, but didn't you take up for Miller having a bad summer league so far because he's playing with shooting guards? Why does Kai not get that same reasoning? And then Logo 704, uh, Logo 704 wrote in, besides Amari Bailey being the best, he said they should have gotten a real point guard for summer league to see if Kai can really play pick and roll. Also, it would have helped with Brandon Miller. So I don't know. You're, I guess both of us have talked about not having a real point guard. Man, Brandon Miller's in his second game. Kai Jones is in his third year. It's okay to expect more comfort, robust numbers, better production. It's okay to ask that more from Kai Jones. 
Um, I I don't know if I liked it. I was just going with it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Especially with all the shots shot they're missing, there should be plenty of rebounds to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven oh four. Wow. How about this? Seven oh four said, "Are you ready?" Yes. Wesson Walker said my name too. Wes. Wesson Walker. You guys are Miller homers. I know he wants us to say they're terrible, but I mean, but look wait. at his. No, but hold on. Are okay. you missing the? You're you're missing the point. This man just called me a Brandon yes. Miller homer. I will tell you, it's the first time I have been called that. That is the first time ever. Um, anyways, I'm You're just... You're a Miller Light homer. I'm, I'm shocked. No, I'm a Bush Light homer. Oh, really? Not a Miller Light guy. Bush, I'm, I mean, dude, I like, Bush Light. Bush is literally like horse urine. Oh, no, it's not. Man. It's a all great right, quantity. You got a second flash for us or what? <laughs> it's all right to be a little pity. A little hometown, a little city. Might as well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little pity. Why? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this or even care to see it uh, yesterday. But Mark Ingram, he's joining the Fox uh, Sports Big Noon Kickoff Show uh, this fall. The, the network announced yesterday, I guess, his NFL career after not really playing a whole lot last year in New Orleans has finally come to an end. And Walker in Wimbledon, I, I asked you how to pronounce this dude's name yesterday, but mm-hmm. I forgot how to pronounce his name. I think it's Sissy Poss. Yeah, Sissy Poss. Sissy Poss. Yeah, something he like beat that. Andy be Murray today in a five-set thriller at Wimbledon. I know. I thought Murray might get it done. Uh, we were watching a little bit of that earlier, but well, because it was split up because of the delay that they had at Wimbledon, I believe. So that was the second part of their match. You wonder if it would have been normal schedule. Maybe Murray could have taken care of it. Go Tiafo, winning in straight sets for the second match of the tournament. We're polling big time for Francis Tiafo. And you also mentioned Mark Ingram. Wes, I really love Mark Ingram's personality. I think this is going to be just the kind of feel that you you never know until you're in the booth or at the table. But I think Mark Ingram is going to be a good uh, football analyst. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you talk about a Heisman Trophy one. I was wondering who he's going to replace, and it is indeed Reggie Bush, whom they said had a contract dispute with Fox. So I'll definitely miss Reggie Bush uh, in the Wendy's commercials because I don't really watch the big <laughs> noon kickoff pregame show. I'll be frank with you, uh, and I don't really watch the games unless it's a massive uh, Big Ten game. So we'll see how he does, though. But I think Mark Ingram, great personality. All right. We'll see how he does. But when we come back, it is Flashback Friday on the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
tried to pronounce a tennis player's name. I think it's Sissy Poss. I think that's how you pronounce it. And uh, Casey Steve wrote in, Sissy Potts is Walker's nickname, drinking Bush Light. Which I replied, no, Casey Steve. Bush Light is the best quantity beer in the game. No regrets. Bush Light, man, that's my go-to. If we're going tailgating and then I need real cheap beer that's easy flowing, tastes good enough, I'm rolling with Bush Light. Yingling is a little too heavy to go bring on the tailgate. It's still my favorite. It's the one I'll roll with anytime I'm out. But Bush Light, if you're going tailgating, that's the one I'm packing the cooler with. Never had a yingling. You've never had a yingling? I like yingling. Oh, good. Yeah, I do like yingling. It's very good, especially if you like the brown, amber ale type stuff. Yingling is very good. Uh, I've got Glenn writing in. Walker, I knew I liked you. Bush Light Lifer here. Always ice in the cooler. Boy, Glenn, me and you will have a good time during the weekends tailgating. Bush Light is the best. If you had to pick one beer to pack the cooler with, you're going tailgating, you're going out on the beach, whatever, when you know you're going to be putting down quite a few, what is the beer you're packing in the cooler? Even Blue Moon, man, that's going to be heavy on you. You're not going to be feeling good. <laughs> even Blue Moon, even still, just a few uh, like yeah, 12 I mean, pack that's really, cans. That's and, my favorite beer. Mm-hmm. That Or Yingling. Yeah, Yingling is one out. Yingling is still, I feel like that's the transition. If you guys want to help me out, maybe the the text line can. I feel like Yingling is the good transition from going Miller Lite, Bud Light, Bush Light, any of those types of beers that you're packing the cooler with, going and drinking a lot during the day. Yingling is the step up before you start to get to some, I don't know, I don't want to say craft, but it's it's somewhere in the middle between the light beers and then making that transition to the craft beers and something a little bit heavier, like Blue Moon. You yeah. know, Yingling is in between. That's it. Yingling is in between the Bush Lights, the Bud Lights, and the Blue Moons, and maybe the Stellas of the world. You find Yingling in that middle. Is that fair? I feel like, well, you've never had it. Oh, yeah, I've never had it. I'm, I'm typically a Bud Light, a Miller Light. I had Modelo, I think, for the first time on Tuesday. I like Modelo a lot. Yeah, my dad and I got it because it was, you would get a pitcher for like nine bucks. So I was kind of bullied into drinking that because it was cheaper. Um, but like my, mine would be a craft beer and it'd be, it'd be White Zombie from Catawba Brewing Company. No, but I need, I need, you don't, you guys aren't understanding the assignment. You well, can't. We're not professional alcoholic. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> But you're going with the light beer. If you're going, what's your favorite light beer to go with? My favorite light beer is is Miller Light. Okay, Miller Light's probably my second favorite. Um, Seven oh four said PBR. Y'all are tripping. That is nothing I could ever get on. You know, oh, oh no, dude, I it, drink. It, I'll oh. drink it, but it is. It gave me the worst beer hangover of my life. It's just one of those stories, man. Going to the music factory, <sighs> VBGBs had seven dollar pitchers of PBR, and it was a lot. And me and my buddy, we just kept going to it because it's the cheapest thing. We're balling on a budget. We just kept going back. Worst beer hangover of my life. It, it does not mix well with food. I have learned that the hard way because I've had PBR and burgers and it came back up. I've had PBR and wings and it came back up. So that that's the biggest problem with those being a tailgate food is that, like, in my experience, I can't eat if I drink PBR. All right, so we're running out of time for Flashback Friday. Should we just continue to have this conversation? Because we're getting a lot of text Might in. as well. Let's call another Audible. There are no rules. It is the Friday slogan. Shroppy, what I like about Shroppy is he was leaving. He was just in here, and he still finds time to contribute to the text line. Get on the text line, nerd. Oh. <laughs> that was actually about you earlier this morning from Shrop. Really? Why? We got a Shrop drop. 
Why did he say that about me? Because you decided to text in during the oh, Hall, yeah. of, Hall of Honor conversation. The Spartanburg Ring of Honor. And this is, I mean, to be fair, this is, this is uh, you deserve to be called out. Because we have a text line that benefits the station. You should text the text line that the station uses. And you text to Colin on the side. Be mm-hmm. better. What's wrong with texting Colin? Well, because it helps the text line numbers. And we, uh, you know, that helps, you know, for selling and stuff like that. It help, I mean, it helps your paycheck. Oh, you can take. <laughs> what do you think? Does that even register as one penny out of my paycheck? <laughs> you can take one penny. If I work here two years, you can take one penny out of my paycheck for not sending a text message in on the text line. If you want to. I sent Colin one because I thought Stephen Hill would be a great Ring of Honor member for uh, the Spartanburg Ring of Honor. We yeah. were ready for Stephen Hill to be the next Calvin Stephen Johnson. Stephen Hill from old Georgia Tech. Yep. And next Calvin Johnson. <laughs> Jets second round pick. Didn't they give him a name that was kind of synonymous with Megatron? Like they tried to give him like a lower level transformer or something You like tell me. That. What is a lower level of Megatron? I tried to remember. Um, God, they called him. I felt like they called him something, but I, I don't. Remember. Maximus Prime. Well, no, he's a higher level. What about Minitron? Is that what it was? <laughs> maybe something like that. That sounds about right. What about at the end of his career was pretty soon, so maybe Omegatron. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I never give myself a pat on the back, but I did right that there. That was nice. Um, Casey Steve also said Yingling lights are great. Yeah, Yingling lights. Yeah. I- I'm down with that as well. <laughs> um, Ice House, bad QB and TV evaluator. Ice House, we had in my refrigerator for a long time, and that became the punishment beer. If you did something stupid, then Ice House, that would have to be your punishment beer. Have you ever had that? Where there's like a beer that just stays in the refrigerator for some reason. You, you have a 40 in there or a tall boy that just never get gets drank. And then you're like, all right, that's the punishment. That's That was the one, Ice House, because it wasn't very good. I couldn't stand it. It doesn't it's, sound good. No, it's not. It's really bad. Ice House actually does sound quite refreshing, even though you might not have enjoyed the beer. Yeah, I guess. The, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe it's just I'm so biased because I've <laughs> had it before and it wasn't very good. Um, Sirloin Hater said, Fitty, don't blame PBR. You ate a, a ate cereal and it came back up. So you probably couldn't drink PBR as well. <laughs> I mean, touche. You're never going to do that one down. Are, are y'all fans of the Blue Mountain? Coors Light. On oh, Coors Light, yes. yes. I am. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That's yeah, my second bad. favorite. No, that's good. That's second favorite. Coors Light is the one. Plus, if a can changes colors. That's pretty badass. It's going to draw me in. You're going to draw me in 100%. 704, this is you, Fiddy. I don't know if you texted in helping us out with our paychecks, but 704 said, come on, guys, no love for Natty Light. That's your beer, isn't it? I thought you liked it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, I mean, first off, you know, because I work part-time in radio, sometimes I have to drink Natty Light. But, like, to me, that's like the punishment beer because, I mean, that I mean, it's literally just water with some hops in it. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not refreshing. I work with a guy in construction. That after he would work, he would drink 10 to 12 a night with three to four shots Oh, every day. Was it brown problems liquor? right there, man. You didn't try to talk to the man about what's going on in his life. <laughs> he's drinking like that. No, I mean, and this guy was never late for work. I ruined with him. He would be up at five o'clock the next morning. Believe it or not, would start off his day reading his Bible. And then we would go to work, come back home and do it all over again. What did, um, I think Pastor Choice said, uh, uh, 
something about had him reading the Bible backwards. I think he was talking about drinking so much. Maybe that was what he was doing, Fitty. Yeah, he also was talking about hell was on earth, was Pastor yeah, Troy. Yeah. That seemed like nice a hell on earth. Yeah. Pastor Troy and also your boy, they collide as well. Granny Pat wrote in her favorite beer choices right now. Blue Moon and Michelob Ultra. My favorite All right, right Granny. Blue yeah. Moon. Michelob Ultra Classic too. Mm-hmm. Gotta roll with the Michelob Ultra. 100%. Um, I, I like the beer conversation. You know that makes me happy. We're going into the weekend. We only have an hour left. We're about to hear Billy Joel on the other side. Let's have a party. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio continuing on 92.7 FM.